It's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denny. Okay, so today I'm here with Emma Oxley, um, super mum and supermodel from, from You've Been Doing Quite Busy. And I just want to say welcome and thank you to the Kickstarter Confidence Podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about loads of different things about being a mum, first of all, being a supermodel, kind of what you've done over your life, dealing with um, the hate and controversy and criticism over being a model um, and everything else that comes along with that. Um, talk about vanity. I want to talk about how you stay motivated because you're, you've got two beautiful boys and a husband to look after. So Yeah, he's like my third child. He's the third yeah. child. He's the biggest child. <laughs> he's the hardest child to look after. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about all that. Um, obviously, you've done a lot of training in your life. You've done a lot of diet work and bits and pieces. So um, we might as well just go straight in. Yeah, cool. go for it. Cool, excellent. So flicking through your Instagram and Facebook, for me, the first thing I see is your mum first off, like your children, your family are the most important thing to you. Um, so just tell everyone kind of who you are and what you've done. Okay, so um, I'm Emma Oxley, um, most probably more known as Emma B because that was my work name. Yeah, um, yeah I've got two boys. They are seven and 11 and uh, they are my absolute world. So regardless of everything that I've done throughout my life, my main focus now is just my kids and making sure that they're happy, healthy, you know, just doing mum stuff, family yeah. stuff. That's kind of what it's all about now. Yeah. And um, obviously, they, uh, they, they've they both kickboxed with us yeah. uh, at Bits and Pieces, which is cool. Before you had children, uh, you... When you would you modelling when you were at school? So I how my career started, I was I hated school, wasn't the best at school. I was fifteen when I got involved with modelling and it was basically um back then there was no mobile phones or like you had the yellow pages and I remember <laughs> I, I was like 14, 15 years old, going through the yellow pages looking for model agency. I can literally remember sat there doing it, looking for all these pages, and I found one, and it was um, Elite Premier, which obviously I didn't, I didn't realise that they were like one of the biggest modelling agencies in the world. So I opened the yellow pages, looked up the number, give them a call. I was like, hi, yeah, I really want to be, <laughs> I want to be a model. What do I do? <laughs> I want to <be> <laughs> I do it. So obviously you couldn't even email pictures in then. So yeah. they were like, yeah, well, you know, come along. Um, to the offices in London and uh, bring a headshot or a picture. We can have a look and see if you've got what it takes. So my lovely mum, she took me to London for the day. We went to this agency that we found on on um, Parker Street in London, West London, and um, walked in there and it was like all a big hustle and bustle, telephones ringing everywhere and like these beautiful women just like walking around with their portfolios and, you know, doing whatever they're doing. And um, I had literally like a bunch of pictures at some local, I won't say who, because it's a bit dodgy, <laughs> some local guy had taken of me yeah. and um, walked in. I was 15 years old, I had bright white hair. I looked kind of Scandinavian, although 
my you know my roots are kind of german so that kind of fit in yeah. that you know that genre and um they had a look through my pictures and they were like okay well in two months time we are launching uh, every year they do like a big thing called the elite look of the year so in britain they do like a whole thing in the whole of britain they find 15 girls they you know at the time there was more magazine and looks magazine and people were applying through that and they put me straight into the final without having to apply oh, wow. So I went into that, um, and then a couple of months later, we were taken to Euro Disney to do some photo shoots. It was amazing because it had only been open for a couple of years, I think, and it was really quiet. It was really hot. Yeah. We did all this these photo shoots. I was really young. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to Paris, going to all these girls. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and then, then the final competition, I think it was around August. It was um, – so it was a, a national one for, like, all the girls in Britain that had been chosen – and I won it. And I was like, wow, what? How, <laughs> yeah. how has this happened? And then, so yeah. I was in year 10 at the time. Um, and I obviously, I wasn't really keen on school, but I'd been given this massive opportunity. So um, my mum had to write a letter to the school to ask yeah. if I could year, leave school a year early, wow. miss all my GCSEs to go off and do this. Like I'd won this huge contract and I was going to yeah. be traveling the world. And luckily this would never happen now, but my school were like, yeah, just get her out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she Actually, we don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of it. No, they were, they were amazing. And so I actually left a year, I left school a year early and I, yeah, I didn't do any of my GCSEs, which a lot of people don't know, but that was oh, why. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> did not know that. Yeah. Cause did you live on, uh, St. Helens Road then? I think I probably did. By the uh, bridge. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's it. Yeah, top of St. Helens Road. Two, yeah. two, two. <laughs> I, like... I, m- I remember waving you at the window as I was walking home from school. So it's not school. <laughs> I do everyone's head and every time we go past that house with my kids, I'm like, I used to live in that house there. And they're like, yes, mum, I know. You tell me the time. Every time. Yeah, and Ollie, like, look, that's the house. Yes, babe, I know. All right, I'm just saying, oh, I used to live there. Yeah, I just, uh, just <laughs> Got good memories. Yeah. <laughs> so that, again, like, like, so that's amazing because <clears> most people wouldn't, um, wouldn't get that opportunity yeah. to, to to have a year off of school uh, and go away and chase your dreams. So it's really weird because I it, it's such a long time ago. I feel like I really struggle to remember everything that vividly, and I know so many amazing things happened during that time, and I can't remember half of them. Like yeah. it's crazy. It was just it was a well it was a whirlwind, and it was incredible. And I like now I can look back and really appreciate that yeah. I had this opportunity. Whereas back then I, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, earning loads of money, traveling around the world. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know, it, it was like it wasn't. It was special and it was incredible. But actually, I most of the time I remember just feeling lonely because I was always on my own traveling. So okay, yeah, yeah. And did you when you travel? Was you alone? Did anyone go with uh, you? Or? Yes. So I had my best friend Louise, um, who I used to pay. She used to come on all of the trips with me. Um, and Do you mind me asking how much you got paid? Oh God! Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I was being paid ridiculous money. So if it was um, catwalk season, yeah. so we do shows in um, Paris, Milan and New York. And each show I probably do, I was, I'd done really well on the shows, especially that I was a bit more curvier than the, um, back in then it, it was like the heroin chic look. So okay. a bit anorexy kind of looking, which isn't a great look, but that was what was popular. Yeah, I was more curvy. I I never had an eating disorder ever. I'm happy, like lucky to say. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but so I was really popular with the spring summer collection. So I would do like sometimes five, six shows a day throughout the day. Wow. And it would be for a week in each country. And I'd probably get between 1500 and three and a half grand a show. So okay. I was earning stupid money yeah, yeah. a day. But more, but 
I tell you what, I don't know where half of that money went. That's what I'm saying. And I tell you, no, I tell you now, it wasn't even yeah. that I had it in my bank. My agency had it. So okay, being young, you don't keep track of what's going on. And, and this is when you was 15, 16? Yeah. Wow. I know. I remember like driving up my school I to see my. Now. I know. Do you know what I mean? I've got. I haven't got. I've got anything. What happened? Um, but I remember driving up to see my friends at school um, that stayed on to sixth form and visit my teachers. And I turned up in like probably was a bit of a dickhead then. To be fair, Can I say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but fine. I turned up in like my convertible, like brand new BMW with white leather seats. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. look what I've got. Look, I left school. And look what I got. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't do that now, but because I haven't got one. But anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so it was all it was all a little bit crazy and weird, but yeah, it was it was amazing. Like so I yeah, so to travel, I yeah. had a best friend. Um she'd come everywhere with me, Arizona, we went to Arizona, Miami, wow. Barcelona, Germany, and sadly, and a lot of people actually will probably remember this who are more our age, um, she Old. Yeah, yeah, old. Um, she she was a couple of years older than me, but um, there was a big bike, motorbike accident in 1997 in Queens Road mm-hmm. under the big bridge. Yeah. Um, and, and sadly, my best friend and her boyfriend both died in that crash. Oh. So when that happened, that was a massive turning point for me. So I was 17. I was, you know, I was ha- I'd been doing it for two and a half years. I was getting a bit tired of it anyway because I just wanted to be home sometimes. Yeah. But my friend Louise would always like be like, come on, you know, she she could appreciate what I had. And she would yeah. like encourage me like, come on, let's just go and do it. Don't be silly. Go and do it. Go and do it. So she always pushed me. And then when she died, I just felt like my whole world had ended and I had yeah, lost I all the enthusiasm to to do anything. And I think at 17 years old to like lose your your best friend like that. Yeah, so not many people hard. have had, certainly at that age, had to deal with something Yeah, like so that, that was... I, rem- f- I do remember the accident. Yeah, remember. you remember yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, yeah. So. Yeah, so sadly, yeah, they both they both died that day and that's my where my hate for motorbikes comes from. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone asks me about it. I'm like, no. Nope, yeah, no, no, it's just not worth it. Ollie asks, he always says he wants to get a motorbike because he used to ride one before we had children. I'm like, yeah. no, because it's not even the rider, it's, it's other people, so... Yeah. Yeah, and it's too easy for an accident to happen by other people. You can be the most safest rider in the world. Yeah, exactly. And accidents do happen. Um, yeah. And if I got a motorbike, I wouldn't be a safe rider because I love speed, which is <laughs> why I have a roll cage and, and airbags. that's why you don't have a motorbike. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you've touched on it. Um, a lot of people will ask this a lot of the time, but they don't actually know. How you see the glamorous life that you said, oh, I've been to Milan, I've been to New York, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But it must be really hard to be on the road like people see the glamour side of yeah. it. How hard is it behind the scenes? Like- so, yeah. So back then, obviously I was quite young. So I, I basically lived out of a suitcase and, you know, and I can't complain like the opportunity I had, most people be like, yeah, well, yeah, but you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Like, yeah, I really did. But when you're that young and you are on your own, um, because that's young as well. It's not you're like you're 25 young. and traveling. Yeah, like you are crazy. literally still, or should be still at school. Like I'm not being funny, but this day and age, there's no chance I would let my children at 16, no 17. Do it. Yeah, just no, just no. So yeah. I, yeah, I think things have changed and evolved a lot, but back then it was clearly quite acceptable. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just found it really lonely. I just remember I would be, say in Milan, I'd be there for Milan Fashion Week. And yeah. although I knew quite a few people, I wasn't close friends with a lot of the models. So I'd spend a lot of time on my own feeling a little bit, I think it's just probably stems from school. Um, you know, when you, you feel like I couldn't fit in, so I couldn't really go and hang out with them and I didn't really know them. So I just awkwardly be on my own and yeah. just wait until I had to work or I'd be like 
getting my phone bill in the hotel really expensive, calling my mum going, oh, mum, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm at the hotel now. I'm probably just going to get some food and then I don't know what to do. And can I just talk to you for a bit? Because I don't know where everyone oh. else has gone out. But so it wasn't like that all the time. But I do remember that that that's one of my stronger memories is just being on my own and trying to fit in yeah it's like being at school school, again because I was really young as well and a lot of them were older they were much more worldly I was a little girl um trying to have the confidence of a woman and I was walking the catwalks with people like Claudia Schiffer, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford I did shows with all of them um I remember doing a show for Chanel and being backstage and just being like literally looking around and going oh my God, Yeah. like trying to take it in. But I was still just sat on my own. Like I was like the, like not like trying to have, like don't, not saying it for pity because it was incredible, but it was just that I was just in awe of everything all the time. And it was the trying to fit in, yeah. trying to like have some friends to talk to. But I think, cause I was a little bit like that at school sometimes, yeah. just brought that into my teen years and into my adult years. I think Little things like that yeah. affect you, don't they? Like, like even now, this is going to sound weird. Yeah. I hate walking through a town on my own. Do you? I'll be like on my phone, pretend I'm on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then it rings. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on the pretend on a pretend phone call, and your phone starts ringing in your ear, and then you're like, oh, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> no, I used to do that, but um, yeah, well, I just I, it's a confidence thing. So yeah, yeah I think, which is insane because if yeah. you looked at your photos, mm. you'd be like, oh my god, she's like one of the most confident women in the on the planet. I honestly I think I I I'm photogenic. I know that I photograph well, but I think even in these day and ages, especially with filters and all that fake crap you see on Instagram, yeah. a photo hides so much. So I know I can look back at my photos and think, wow, she's like a kick-ass like girl. Look at her in her pictures for Vogue yeah. and stuff. But inside, I was just a little girl that was really nervous and quite lonely and struggling sometimes, but I just think that was just to do with my age. Yeah. I'd smash it now. (laughs) Oh, I'd smash it now. Take me back. God, I'm so much more like clued up now. Yeah, Yeah. it would be a different story. But again, that's life skills, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. As you grow up, you learn more. I mean, you was doing it at a young age. Oh, so I remember being at school and everyone going, have you seen like Emma B's photos? Have you seen where she's been? And like, it was like, oh my God, we walked past the house every day because I'd lived. So funny, isn't it? Yeah. But we were so young. It was like... But that's yeah. what, do you know what? It was nice then because we didn't have the internet. It was. You didn't have the pressure. No. Because um, like, like we spoke before we come on camera. Yeah. Um, like you were saying, back then you had to go to London for a day out with your portfolio. Um, yeah. And when you had the around. photos done, yeah. it would be in a magazine, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, you know, if, if people wanted to look at you or anyone else, they'd go and buy a magazine and they'd, they'd flick through it. But now, like you said Now earlier, it's all online. So that's where the online bullying and the trolling has really come in. So for me, the industry has changed and not in a good way. And I think the, I love the internet. It's brilliant because it connects people and it, you know, it's a great, it's a massive like world of knowledge. Yeah. Um, but also like it's changed a lot of things. So like from my point of view for the industry, when I started out, obviously, cause I'm a, I'm a bit of a, granny now <laughs> you know, not quite granny <laughs> almost granny um yeah so you know it wasn't online so if I did a photo shoot and it was for like there was a magazine called top model magazine I think then and obviously all the usual editorials that I did for being young like looks magazine more magazine and Vogue yeah. and Elle and all that stuff if you saw it everyone would be like oh have you seen Emma yeah she was in that magazine it's the one on the shelf da, 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 da. people could go and buy it and have a look at it but now if I was to do a shoot say for 
I don't know, I moved into doing more other magazines like Loaded, which I did covers for a few times. Yeah. That wouldn't just be on the magazine, that would be online as well, which was just an open forum for trolling and bullying. And I really think that's where I really started to fall out of love with it because even though you should be hardened to it, and they say as well, especially as a model, you should be hardened to criticism. Yeah. And I was because you you would get some criticising, especially like on castings, you'd get feedback and it could make you feel quite shit. So I understand yeah. why a lot of girls had eating disorders. And I bet they were quite brutal as well, aren't they? Oh, They're yeah. Not... I, I did a show for, um, I did it a few times. I did Chloe and Chanel, which is Carl Lagerfeld. And I remember coming off um, the catwalk in between changing for the next one. And he came over to me with his big black sunglasses and he said to me, that I walk with my legs bent and I need to walk properly. And that gave me a complex <laughs> for my whole freaking life. I look in the mirror like, do I walk with my legs yeah. bent? What does he mean? Yeah. Like my well, legs... an avatar. Yeah, what am I? <laughs> but that stuck with me for bloody years. So yeah. yeah, so yeah. But anyway, that aside, so now it's all on um, online. One picture goes online and it's just like, oh, do you know who the worst ones are? The Daily Mail. Yeah. Anything you do. So if I did anything now and it was in on the TV or in a magazine, the mail would run it because that's what they do. They do like a little story. Yeah. And then they just have that bit underneath for people to just write shit yeah. and just be horrible. And like I was saying to you before, like you might have or I might have like um, 300 really lovely comments, but it'll be the seven like really nasty comments that I'll focus on yeah. and I'll look at. And and I just think it's, it is really bad for mental health. I know it's online bullying, because I think people write stuff and they don't expect the person they're talking about to ever really see it. Yeah. But um, I just, yeah, I hate all that. I find it really negative. I don't like, um, I don't like online forums. I don't like, I really feel like some of the newspapers like that, when it comes to posting stuff with women and girls, they should just turn the comments off. Yeah. I don't see that they should. No. And it, it must be so difficult because obviously... With, with kickboxing, we have, um, not that we have, ever have hate, but you'll get the odd person that will not be as positive as everyone else. And like yeah. you say, you'll just focus on that one little thing. Oh, I think they should do that better. Or, oh, why didn't they do that tonight? And that's all you focus on. Yeah. Rather than the 50 people who have gone, oh my God, great class. I can't believe, you know, Johnny's done this and Sarah's, you know, building her confidence and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And you just focus on that one little seed that sits in the back of your head and it's, yeah. it's horrible. It's not good. So, it's so not damaging. healthy. It's not healthy no. at all. So, yeah, I don't like that. And you do kind of need to switch off from that. But I'm kind of glad that I'm, like, really, since having my children, I think the last kind of celebrity type thing I did was years ago and it was um celebrity coach trip. <laughs> with, um, <laughs> Shadow watches that. Yeah. Oh, I've probably watched... Half an episode, maybe, I but I, I don't it. have time. I to don't it. watch it, and I but. don't have time to watch TV. Either. But no, I did that. But, yeah. It was my, uh, Mason at the time it was about two and a half. It was my first trip away from my child, and it was for eleven days, and it was so difficult. And it was with John McCruick, 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 uh, John McCruick, isn't McCruick. it? Yeah. So mm. yeah, he was a character. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was really good fun, but um, that was probably the last like job that I did, and I just kind of walked away from it. Really, it just wasn't really my my thing anymore yeah just wanted to be a mum then I had my second son Kobe and we've just been living in our own little bubble really and I've been really lucky and really fortunate that I've been able to just be a mum yeah through these years you know just just focus on them yeah so you're a full-time mum full-time mum yeah um and do you ever miss the modeling looking back I I it's really weird so 
it's only my, this kind of time of my life now that I look back and I can really truly appreciate what I had and sometimes I think back and it makes me quite emotional because I'm like bloody hell like I can't actually believe some of the stuff I've done so every now and then a memory will pop in my head and I'm like oh my god wow. I forgot about that it's incredible and I can really appreciate it yeah and um, so I, I miss it in the respect that I, if I could go back and do it again now I would I, I'd be incredible because I've got so much knowledge yeah. I know the way of the world I'm much more confident in my in myself like in my own beliefs and uh then I I kind of wish I could do it again for that reason but I, if I had to choose what I've got now over what I had then, it would be what I've got now because obviously my family, my yeah. children mean the world to me. And yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's good. Yeah. Good. Um, with with dealing with height, yeah. it was a lot different back then as we spoke about. We did, you didn't have the internet. But how did you deal with the height that you had back then? Because it must have been a bit more face-to-face or secondhand through a friend or have you seen that thing he said yeah so I didn't really have so in my early days fashion modeling wasn't really like that because it was all very classy wasn't it fashion modeling it's very different from being a a model um on the cover of maxim magazine and I've done and I've been both yeah so when I was doing fashion it wasn't I felt really special all the time and I had a lot of positivity and like wow you know maybe a little bit of jealousy from old school friends but nothing major like it was all good so I think I noticed it more when I made the transition from fashion look my idol growing up was Pamela Anson and that's all I wanted to do was be on Baywatch (laughs) and be Pamela Anson and funnily enough I um I did a photo shoot with a guy called Alan Strutt he's a very well-known photographer there's some great pictures of me and we sent them to um, the casting directors of Baywatch. Really? And they wanted to see me. Oh, wow. And my and I was only 17, so I was way too young anyway. But yeah. my um, my agency, Elite, at the time, they'd invested so much money in me and time. They were like, no, you're not, you're not going, you're not doing that. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, so I was like, yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like that kind of as well, I was like, oh, but I don't want to wear yellow eyeshadow and black weird eyeliner and weird fashion clothes. I want to look yeah. like I'm on Baywatch. So, I was going through a little thing. I was growing up basically, and I just I wanted to, I was, my looks were changing. I was yeah. growing into a woman, and in my head, a woman was you know of a lumptuous, curvy Pamela Anderson because yeah. that's what was in our faces all the time back yeah. then, wasn't it? Baywatch. So I've forgotten the question now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in awe of. I was just going back to Baywatch. You're like Pamela Anderson, yeah. And yeah. um, uh, the height of going from. Yes. Oh right. So yeah. So then I think. Um, what was I going to say though? <laughs> yeah, I noticed it more in my transition from going from fashion to more kind of glamour. I never. People always, for some reason as well, think I was a page three model or a topless model, which. And I've got nothing against that. I've got loads of friends are in that game that yeah. were, but I never did that. Yeah. Um. I did do shoots for Loaded and Maxim and FHM and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, but it was then that I really noticed because stuff was becoming more online. I also had at that time quite a high profile relationship with uh, someone from a boy band who <clears throat> used to get a oh, lot. Of, I remember yeah, <laughs> but he used to get a lot of negative um, press, and it used to kind of. Because like, we were together, it would kind of drag me in. It was all very negative and it was a difficult little time, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's when I started seeing the change. Things got more in line. I was doing more kind of glamoury kind of stuff and it was all very negative. And I can only imagine it's just fueled mostly by jealousy because 
how come it was okay when I was doing fashion and catwalk? Yeah. But I oh, I do a cover of Loaded magazine and I'm I'm a slag and I look and I'm and I'm ugly and I look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just it's. Well, you weird. wouldn't be on the magazine if you were ugly. Well, you know there are some. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. it's just um yeah, it's just a funny old world, isn't it? And that's just yeah. how it goes. But yeah, and I I find with the with the hate or the negative that comes in it's normally people just trying to pull you down yeah either jealousy yeah, or yeah, yeah. because they feel like if they can pull you down it lifts them up slightly yeah. um so i find dealing with that I've, over the last again it's as you get older isn't it you just you get better at dealing with it and understanding that they're doing it for different reasons yeah so you, you build a thicker skin for yeah. it and i, I do like now though i feel i don't want to read negative stuff about me because I, I know that it's stupid but I, I know that I still would let things affect me so I just avoid it yeah. I'm quite happy just not being any part of that anymore yeah and and just doing my own thing I'm much happier out of that now I don't think like I said it's changed it's not the same yeah um although fashion you know if I was still in fashion I feel like that's different because you don't see forums on people talking about fashion models yeah. so much oh. but yeah cool cool that was it <laughs> um so <laughs> Obviously, you spoke about kind of all the magazines you've been in and bits and pieces. What was your most enjoyable job you've done? There probably isn't... Yeah, there's... Do you know what? There's been so many. I think yeah. one of the things that I've done that I absolutely... There's a couple of TV shows I did, and both were so fun. They were both reality TV shows. One was called The Farm, okay. uh, which I did in 1995, and that was alongside Emma Noble and a guy called Mikey Green that was in a boy band. And who... Oh, um, my God, well, who's the guy with the green? 95, so you was what, 15? Did I say 95? Yeah. No, 2005. So, so, yeah, okay. I was going to say, yeah. wow, that was young. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it had Orville, Keith and Orville oh, right. in yeah. it. Um, and yeah, a few other like really cool people. Um, that was really good fun. That was really good fun. Um, had some weird like life traumas going on in the in the background, um, but yeah. that was fun to go off and do. But that the thing I did that I enjoyed the most, I would say probably the circus show I did, the Cirque de Celebrité, Celebrity, Cirque de Soleil, whatever it's called. So, so you got Circus de Soleil. Circus uh, de Soleil. Yeah. Circus de Celebrity, I think it was called. It was Sky yeah. One, and it was the first time they did the show, and it, it was incredible. So we got to work for four months on a working circus, travel with them, wow. train, and we performed on the live show every night on Sunday. So. We had a live audience, but we had like, I think it was like over a million viewers on that show. Wow. So it was quite nerve wracking, but it was bloody incredible. Like the disciplines we learned, the way we trained, like I, I had to drive to work. Um, so we were in Woolwich at one point and I had to leave Hastings and then get to be there for half past seven in the morning, straight into my stretching and yeah. learning routines for the Sunday. And yeah, we would go every day. We were six, wow. six and a half days a week training. It was just so That's much insane. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I can like, I can walk on the tightrope. I can, I can't Cause it's a, it's a big professional outfit that circus <clears throat> yeah. as well, isn't it? So, oh, it's incredible. So yeah. I did like the cordelisse and the hoop, aerial hoop. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's like, a, they're amazing things to learn. Yeah. Um, very, very hard work. So great admiration for those performers yeah, that sadly can't even perform right no, now. No, that's not going to happen now, yeah. is it? It's yeah. such a shame with what we're in at the moment. Yeah. Like it's kind of put a halt on yeah. everything. But oh, that that's I'd love to be able to do something like that. Um, obviously martial art based, but that yeah, kind of, to, to have that level of conditioning. God, the acrobats, like there was this Russian guy, and he was so strong. Like I, ha I hung from his. So we did this um, uh, aerial uh, performance. So we were up in the in the top of the high top, and he 
was holding me and da da da. And then I dropped down and I was, ha he had his foot flexed and I was hanging from the back of my knee. Like, you know, like how you hook over a bars and you yeah. hang upside down. Yeah. So I had one leg hooked over his foot and he was just holding my weight from his foot. Wow. Like mental. Yeah, yeah. He was so strong. Vladimir. <laughs> Vladimir. Vladimir. Russian on strong. Yeah. It was called. He was incredibly strong. Amazing. Yeah. Really cool. Oh, wicked. That does sound like a good fun. Had some crazy Bulgarians as well. They were nuts. Yeah. They're, they're almost like a super breed. Yeah. Like when they come into the gym, like the Eastern European block, like they're just so strong. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. They just... And they'll train six hours a day and like the English seem to drop away and they're like, come on, you must train more. <laughs> you must come do <laughs> yeah, like you see their training, but they've got their kids like Sorry for really bad accents, by the way. <laughs> yes, that wasn't, wasn't good, was no. it? Not cool. But you see like yeah. their kids <laughs> with them doing like handstand push-ups at two years old and yeah. they're like punching them in the stomach, getting them abs and stuff like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's three. Hit him more. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him more. <laughs> I'm trying to do a really bad. Yeah, we should probably stop doing them. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, as a model, obviously mm. you would have had a strict diet, strict training, strict regime. So, was you in your modelling career days? Was you hitting the gym hard? Right, was it so hard? This is where it's interesting for me, anyway. At being into fitness now, so being young, I was naturally tall and slim. Didn't have a any particular shape. Was just very thin with a high metabolism yeah. um, and I didn't do any training didn't even really know about any you know the gym and stuff it wasn't I don't even think the gym was like a thing for women it was obviously women trained but it wasn't popular yeah girls didn't really go to the gym so I just worked and probably I don't think I started going to the gym well I know I didn't until after I had Mason so okay I only started training so he's 11 now so I started training about 10 years ago okay so Quite in fact, recently, no, it wasn't really. even that because I had him in 2009. I started training in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's when I started really sort of trying to get in shape. And then that's when I actually met Delroy McQueen. Okay. Do you know Delroy McQueen? No, I don't. Powerlifter. He's very well known. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying Austin Letts is very well known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to pick you up, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Delroy is um, he's a really well-known powerlifter um, and he trains at Zeus and I got talking to him in 2012. He's like, oh, you know, what are you doing now? I was like, I don't know, just just trying to like train but don't really know what I'm doing. And he's like, well, I've got this guy, um, a guy that you might want to do his show. It's a Hercules show and it's um, Scott Horton. So, Scott, so Scott Horton is very well known again. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. And and in that I'm world. the same. I'm surprised he even remembered his name. Yeah. So actually I was quite happy about that. I was actually panicking. Could you not see in my eyes? It's, my, oh, my what's his name? Like, what's his name? Um, but yeah, so I did um, a show called The Hercules Show, which is my first ever um, bikini show. And it was okay. 2012. Got in really great shape on my own, not really knowing what I was doing with nutrition, not really knowing what I was doing with training. But I'd started training with, do you know Casper? Yep. So Casper yeah. was, he was so young, he was like 20 or 21. He just, looks, he's like, if God could chisel a human, <laughs> it would be Casper. I it? know, but when so. I when I met Casper, he was new here and he was painfully shy. Yeah. And obviously I'm there with my big blonde another hair. Another superhuman. Yeah, uh, another one of those weird European. like Russian boys, <laughs> yeah. Russian he's Latvian, but they're both. Weird. They're that way. They're all that way. Yeah. Yeah, so he, um, he helped me sort of get on that road uh, with training. And yeah, I did my first show. Um, came second um, which was great and I was like yeah, okay this is awesome and then I heard about um, a, com a company uh, not a company a um, oh god yeah. what you know the UK BFF I yeah. heard about them didn't really know much about bodybuilding or bikinis 
but everyone was like oh now you've done the Hercules show you know you should do like a proper show and see how you go I was like oh, okay so I started training for that and I did my first show at the Kent Classic um alongside Melissa Hayward who's one of my best friends she's yeah. um she's now um an IFBB pro in bodybuilding. Oh. She's literally, she's incredible. Yeah. But I, I beat her that day. Did you? I was like, ha! Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Honestly, don't actually know how because honestly, that lady, that woman, her body is insane. And back then, we she, she was bikini as well. And yeah, um, yeah so I won that. Um, and that was the Kent Classic. And that kind of what spurred me on to kind of just stick with fitness. So I just started seeing, a, you know, big benefits, my health-wise, health body shape changing, you know, realising that actually... I can make my body look however I want if I train properly and eat properly. And yeah. I just got hooked after that. Yeah, so, yeah. And I had another baby and then I got hooked again. <laughs> <laughs> so now, you, obviously, you don't train as much, but you're... Well, I can't into... bloody train at all now, can mm, I? No, because uh, everything's shut. <laughs> it's all shut. I do train as much. I don't try... I do train as much, but what I don't do is I'm not as strict yeah. um, with my diet and stuff because I'm not doing a show. So I find that to um, get, you know... Like to get ready for a show, it's so strict, and you've got like the good eight to twelve weeks of um, eating really, really strict yeah. to get ready for a show. And I find that so hard now. I don't even know if I've got that in me anymore. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> yeah, it's quite. Like, I find diet harder than the training. So much harder than the say, training. Co- <laughs> yeah, it's a special yeah. diet yes, or yeah. chocolate. It's keeping me warm, and it's called <laughs> grinding and not having a chance to and being a little bit lazy. But, yeah, like, I was I was at the new gym last night till. Half ten, just looking at the equipment and not using it. Yeah, just looking at. Well, I'm trying to build walls. (laughs) I walk in the gym sometimes, and I haven't written down what I'm doing, and I just find myself walking around for twenty minutes, thinking, "Hmm, "What am I going to do then? Where do I go?" Yeah, but um, yeah, so I. I, this yeah, is I one of your magical on, drinks that you drink yeah, actually. Yeah, that's mm. it, my, my fizz sticks. I love those. Mm. Fizz sticks, they are absolutely incredible. They're by so, Arbon, if anyone wants to know. Okay. Fizz sticks by Arbon. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> incredible. Um but yeah, so I, I just um I love training. I don't train, yeah, I don't my diet is mm, consists a lot more of biscuits these days and shortbread. Anyone that knows me knows I love shortbread. Yeah. Um but yeah, just trying to be more sensible. I find now we've got this situation with the gym. I struggle um, with being motivated and I also, because of, and I'll be honest here, because I I say I've never had an eating disorder and I don't, I've never been anorexic or bulimic, but since doing um, bikini shows and bodybuilding shows, and I know a lot of other women are the same, but... I've really struggled with my diet as in I'll binge on shit like and I and I honestly I know I have a problem with that I'll just eat and I'm not sick or anything after but I just it's out of control and then I'll like gain say like I don't know like I can gain like six seven pounds over months of doing it and feel really crap about myself and you get back in that vicious cycle so it's getting control of that and just stop being a dick and you know eating healthy so when the gym shut again I'm like oh my god so what you know what am I gonna do so what I've decided to do is I do my three mile walk every day, power walk through the countryside where I live, which is amazing. Yeah, I keep seeing your like little vlogs. <laughs> yeah, and I love it, and yeah. it's really good because it puts me like in a real like positive state of mind, really good like mental headspace. It's brilliant. It's called mindful walking, apparently. Mindful walking. Mindful walking. I read about it. So it's just yeah. where you don't have any podcasts on or any music. You just take in what's around you in the moment, and it is so nice when you do it. If you do it and it's a sunny day. Yeah. Like that feeling, I just get all happy and it's just lovely. Yeah, it just sets your day up. It does. And then yeah. that, and then I'm do, I'm doing a thing called um, the 30 Days to Healthy Living at the moment, which is, again, through Arbon, but it's not a diet. It's more about getting into healthy eating habits, which is fantastic for me. 
Yeah. It's all about eating whole foods and um, supplementing your diet with goodness like greens and um, stuff can help with digestion. Just really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So oh, amazing. it's keeping me focused in lockdown. Yeah. Um, walking and eating right. Which is <clears throat> um, the biggest thing we've noticed is people are, are really struggling because they don't have anything to focus on. Mm. So therefore... I feel like they're running around in circle and their mental health is really struggling because yeah. they haven't got the gym. Most martial arts facilities have been shut. Um, we're lucky enough because we've, we've, we spoke to environment health and the local council and they've allowed us to stay open under education. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Everyone's like, how did Cole do that? How's yeah. he done it? Well, if I'm honest, I just asked the question. So obviously in the first lockdown, it was full lockdown schools, everything got shut down. So we had to close. Um, and then we've just gone into the second lockdown and, they said, right, all gyms need to shut. And I've always said I'm not a gym. We always say we're going to the gym because yeah, yeah. it's an easy it's an easy roll off the tongue phrase. Yes, but shorter. we're not a gym. We are an academy. We are Hastings Kickboxing Academy and we do teach education. Yeah. So if the children are going to school and college to be educated, I said, Well, there's no reason why they can't come to HKA and be educated. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, we're not sparring, we're not doing pads, we're not sharing equipment. It's not like you go to a gym, inverted commas, and share a barbell. Yeah. Um, they can all be socially distanced. We're lucky enough to have a nice big gym, so you can be two metres apart. They can all face the same way. They don't yeah. have to ch- share partners. Um, and I even said, even if we get them to come in, sit down on a, on a cross, and we will educate them on mindfulness, fitness, health and well-being, um, positive mindset, yeah. anti-bullying, healthy living, and so on and so on. I said, even if... Even if we do no physical exercise, but they just come in and sit down and, and you just, just be. get them to do sit-ups while you're just telling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 45 minutes of sit-ups, go. Right, are you listening? Yeah. Um, so what happened is the lockdown come in, all the gyms shut. Yeah. And I, when it first started, I was a bit like, no, I'm staying open. <laughs> like Belford in the yeah. No, I'm staying yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. People have actually been fined huge amounts now, haven't they? Which yeah. is really weird. It's all right for some, and not for others. Really scary. Um, so all of my kind of martial art instructor world, they were like, "Yeah, we're staying open." And over about a few days, they all start closing. Ten out of ten shut because yeah. obviously the the fines started going out and people started yeah. getting arrested and all, all that sort of stuff. So they they basically shut and everyone that kind of had each other's back were like, no, "I'm shut. I'm shut. Can't afford the rent." No, I, and I understand that. Yeah. Like I don't blame them. Yeah, well, and it's too I, risky. Yeah, I, I can't afford a ten grand fine. So I thought, okay, who's going to shut us down? Environmental health and. If they decide to shut us down, they've got the police involved. Mm. So we messaged the local police, the local councillors, and the head of environmental health. And I said, this is what we do. This is what we produce. This is how we can teach it. Here's all our certificates. Here's all our documentation. I sent them like a 30-page email. Um, I have one question. Can we stay open under education? So it took them three or four days to go through it all. And Isn't it funny, though, how they've allowed it for children and not for adults? Yeah. Um, and th- I mean, it's good. It's great for you and it's great for the kids, but yeah. it's just crazy, like crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it or understand it and we could have a whole another podcast about yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> um, but my question was, I have a place of education where yeah. we teach children, can I stay open? And they come back and they said, yes, you can. Amazing. And we were the only gym martial arts silly centre that I know of that managed That's to get through it. Yeah. So I put a post up saying, this is what we've done. I had about 120 messages in one morning from the country people going have you seen Cole have you seen Cole status have you seen HK blah blah I had to I had to drop take the status down and then I was getting have you removed it because you've been arrested I'm like oh, I've removed God. it 
Because my phone is not stopping. Yeah, but also I've, people I've start on. complaining about how come this, how come that. You can yeah. end up shut down just because, because they're like, actually, yeah, well, he shouldn't be open. So yeah. And we have had some of that. We, I've probably only had three or four out of 1,500 messages. I don't think yeah. that's too bad. A few years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, someone's complained. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say, so the online brilliant. Yeah, thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how come Cole can do it? How come HK are better than anyone else? I'm like, whoa, hold on a minute. Because we're special. Yeah, we're, we're better than all you lot. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like, literally, the government, inverted commas, have said you need to close gyms. I've turned around and said, we're not a gym. We're education. Mm. I've asked the question, can I stay open? Now, if they had said, Cole, you need to close, I would have closed. Simple yeah. as that. I wouldn't have fought them. I wouldn't have gone against them. I wouldn't have, like you've seen some people on Instagram, you know, I know my human rights and whatever the, <laughs> the blurb they were saying. Yeah. Like, no, the council said I've got close. I'll close and I'm happy to close. Um, but they said, you can open. So it's not, I'm better than anyone else. I asked the question. Um, well, you did the work you needed to do, set exactly. up your business, how it needed to be set up. And then you yeah. asked the question. And we, we so were ready a good to, result. Yeah. yeah. And we were ready to, you know, change direction if we needed to. And, and we work with local schools and we work with the council and the police anyway. Yeah. So and we, they've come up and they're happy with it. Environmental Health actually had them on the phone and she actually said that it sounds amazing. Like I might come up myself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so we were really happy. But then what happened after about three or four days is all the other kind of martial arts centres were doing the same thing, basically grabbing my email, changing it a little bit, and then sending it off. And then over the last week, they've all started opening back oh, up. Amazing. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Because um, it is our business, it is our livelihood. Yeah. And for most of us, it is our passion, it's our dream, you know. It's really and cool. It is, it right, is so you set, you set a presidency, you um, set the ball yeah. rolling, really, especially yeah. around here. Because they all shut. All my close friends, are, I'm shutting. And then they started saying to me, Carl, don't fight it. I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. And I got the answer I needed. Mm. Um, so we're not doing adults. Adults are on Zoom online. Obviously, if we want to talk about COVID, you could say, well, the kids go to school. Um, obviously, it's 0.01 or whatever the percentages are. But they could share it, take it home and give it to mum and dad anyway. Oh, so, just don't even get me started. Exactly. Right, honestly. It's yeah, like we've had some conversations. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm yeah. not even going to yeah. say my view on here. No, because... In case someone disagrees. Yeah, the will. haters will come. <laughs> the haters yeah, will come. So we won't talk about it. But like you said, uh, the kids are going to school. The government have said the kids have got to stay at school. So if they can be educated at school, they can be educated at HKA or any other martial arts. Martial arts. Martial arts. <laughs> Feels like <laughs> that at the moment. Martial arts. Yeah. Um, but it has been a bit of a saving grace because we are moving our facility. We are opening an even bigger centre. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I hope you've got somewhere for me to sit when I'm waiting for my kids. Oh, the, the new uh, reception yeah, is going to be... Yeah, they have like hot chocolate and stuff Oh, like yeah, that. honestly. The, okay. the plans that... Where I'm now, there's a bit of red tape yeah. that stops me doing what I want to do. Um, but we're now going to our own building and it's literally my building. I still rent it, but there's no one else that I have to answer to. You know, we've got three car parks for over 200 cars. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's I can't be wait. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Plus, it's going to be quicker for me to get there. Yeah, because I haven't got to go on the ridge. Yeah, so if exactly. anyone's listening, you don't have to go on the ridge anymore. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> Unless you live in all. Unless you live in all, then I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy um, couple of months. Crazy um, year. But we just... Yeah, yeah, it has been a crazy year. And... Like anything, a problem comes along, a hurdle comes along. A lot of people just stand there and go, oh, there's a hurdle. Or do you decide to climb over it, go around it, kick it over? No, you jump over it. Exactly. Yeah. Or do your best. I mean, you might hit it and fall over and hurt yourself, but get up and try again. <laughs> um, on uh, questions, they're the questions I had. Um, I always say to everyone... Um, I know what you're going to ask me, and you told me right before this, and so because I've been busy just talking about myself, so you've made me like I can't ask you the question. So what did you have for breakfast today? 
Um, I had Weetabix. I love Weetabix. With banana. Yeah, but how many Weetabix do you have? Two Weetabix. Is that it? I normally have four. Is that it? How many do you have then? Six. Really? Yes. Wow. Where'd you put it? Well, I haven't had them for a little while, but that, if I, oh my God, and also... Six Weetabix. Six Weetabix or two bowls of um, shreddies, but don't do that. There's way too much fibre and I found that out. I love shreddies, frosted shreddies. That's what I had, frosted shreddies, but two big, big bowls. Really? Don't do that before (laughs) bed. Don't. Just don't. There's so much fibre in those (laughs) things, you just don't even realise. But um, yeah, I love Weetabix, but I will have six. Six Weetabix. Yeah, so I normally manage to get... Either if I can't get them all in the bowl, I have four, then yeah. I have two more after. Do you like eat out of a bucket? Sometimes. <laughs> but I like mine with um, honey. I okay. like honey rather than sugar. Yeah, I have a little bit of brown sugar and bana- like half a banana chopped up. Yes, nice. Um, but I'm terrible. I mean, I've only got to look at donut. And I mean, I can put on five kilos in three days. Yeah, well, I think like, I can. I, honestly, people think because I'm tall I, and I'm slim... I dress, I dress well, so I can hide. Like I, I gather <laughs> I around my jumpers. little, yeah, hoodies and baggy jumpers. <laughs> but I'll go to the to Sainsbury's and buy those packs of donuts. You need to get like five fresh jam donuts, yeah. oh. and I'll go right. You got buy all five. I'll buy them a pack of five, and I go. Oh, my kids! I'll get the kids can have one each, but I know the kids don't actually like them. So I'll eat three on the way home from Sainsbury's while I drive home, <laughs> and then I'll feel oh my like God, crap. You're so lucky. I know, but I don't. But I try not. But this is really bad. This is what I'm saying. Like with the binging thing, I'll yeah. eat three donuts, which I'll love. I'll know I shouldn't do it, but I'll do it. Then I'll get home and I'll hide the other two because I'll be like, oh, if Ollie sees them, he's going to know I've eaten three donuts. So I'll just leave them in the car. But then late one in the evening, I'll put the rubbish out and I'll eat a fourth donut. And I'm like, shit. In the car park, that. Yeah. <laughs> Floodlight, turn off. How did you get that fat? I don't know. And then I just put the rest, the, the last one in the bin if I don't eat it. But yeah, like literally I'll binge on crap. I don't do that often, but every now and then. That's yeah, what yeah. I was saying about like, the binge thing. I said, it's yeah. stupid, but I'm trying to curb that. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably do do it. Yeah, now. no, I think so. Secretly. Yeah. I'm yeah. a secret donut eater. I do like Friday, Saturday. So I'm quite clean through the week. And then, <laughs> and then stuff your face at the yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then Monday morning, I'm like, oh, God, God, don't <laughs> again. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's difficult to stay clean constantly. Yeah, and, I agree. And I, I, I do it a lot. That's and, why I'm doing the 30 days. It's just 30 days out of my life. I can do it. I can do it. 30 <laughs> I can days. do it. <laughs> Day 29, you're Yeah, like and then Christmas will come. <laughs> 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 but oh no that's good it's good and interesting here as well because yeah well i hope it's really that. weird because even doing this i feel like oh my god people are going to start listening but like, well this is boring who actually wants oh, to listen hopefully to not guys if you're I listening hope... watching i hope you're not bored Thumbs by up. this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what is your worst or most embarrassing memory oh god where do i start yeah but this is the thing and the other thing you told me and i'm literally there's so many i do stupid stuff or i literally embarrass myself daily with something <laughs> What did I do the other day? I was calling. So this is just an example of me every day. Yeah. I was walking through... Um, oh, two things happened. First thing was I was calling my friend. Her name. Uh, who was it? It was Nicola. Nicola! Nick! Like that across the car park. Nick! And she turned around. I was like, oh, that's not her at all. So that's just a daily occurrence. I do stupid stuff. But also, I was walking through the car park again the other morning with the kids. My phone, getting into school. Drop my keys out my hand, straight down the drain. Oh. Like in the only drain in the whole car park, my keys <laughs> straight so to the drain into the sludge. Yeah, like yeah. really far down. So, yeah. Oh, no. So was you there like... No, I, had to, I asked the caretaker to help me, but he wasn't very impressed. <laughs> no. Did he get it though? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, so if yeah, that was me, he'd be like, no, nah, you're all right. Get it yourself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pretty girl. Where are See? <laughs> no, he's, he's a proper grumpy. Oh, right, okay. But he still got it though. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I was like, I dropped my keys in the drain. He went, yeah. <laughs> 
They literally went, yeah. Please. Please, oh, can you help me? <laughs> yeah, had a grabby, a long grabby stick. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't carry one anymore, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you had any, if you could talk to your younger self and give that younger self a bit of advice, obviously now you, you're a mum and you've grown up and you've learned resilience. Stuff yeah, like I would say stop... Um, God, there's so many things I would do. The first thing is stop thinking everything lasts forever because it doesn't. You know when you say to your kids, look, you know, you've got this now, but it's not going to be like that all the time. Yeah. I would tell myself that so I didn't keep spending so much money and buying cars because that's what I used to do. Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I would tell myself to really appreciate what I've got right now. Like live in the moment, appreciate, take it all in. Yeah. I would... Um, teach myself about finances because I didn't have anyone around me my mum and my dad you know we were quite well we were very poor growing up my mum really struggled you know like birthdays and Christmas were a struggle she was amazing my mum but we did struggle so when I started earning all that money um no one really kind of knew what to do with it like it was just sort of there and I was buying stuff and giving people stuff and so I would I would teach myself how to handle money because now I'm older and obviously no but back then it was just like it was like water it was just it was always there so I didn't really have to think about it and no, buying my mum nice presents, about to get her a car and stuff like that. It was yeah. like quite a big deal. Yeah, it's quite generous. I remember you being really generous with your money. Yeah, just all because I didn't. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I didn't understand what I had. So for me, yeah. it's, it was making me happy buying things for other people and yeah. myself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did... it's quite. It's interesting you say that because um, I was talking to my daughters. No, it was probably beginning of the year. Well, actually, when we went into lockdown, and we were talking about. Uh, mortgages mm. and they're like what do you mean a mortgage and I'm like well you need to get a mortgage to buy a house or don't you just buy a house <laughs> you know, and we, th- that then led us like me and Jenny to speak to the children at HKA yeah and I was blown away by about how many teenagers knew nothing about savings credit cards mortgages but you know why as well it's because obviously you know we're lucky in our older years, we're, we're quite advantaged in the fact that we have our own houses, you know, and a lot of people don't, a lot of people are renting, they, they yeah. work to live, they're yeah. earning their money and every penny they got goes on their rent and their food. So they're not, their children aren't learning like other skills, like, you know, yeah. how to save money, how, because their poor parents are unable to do it themselves. So they're not yeah. getting that they're information. They're not getting educated. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've learned a lot recently over the last two or three years, kind of with doing podcasting and the other people I've met, is actually having a plan for your money. And I was, what yeah. do you mean you have a plan for your money? You just save. But you actually have a, a, a built-out written plan for mm. the amount of money that's coming in, the amount you can save. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it does work. See, it really I think does work. my children are on the other end of the scale to me. I grew up, we, we didn't have anything. Or like, I remember our, our, uh, one Christmas we got some second-hand bikes. They were like... Like ten pound, really rusty, yeah. and pieces of shit. But me and my sister were like, "Oh, we got yes. bikes. We've never had our own bikes." And one, yeah. mine had a flat tire, and it was really shit. But I loved it. But yeah. my kids, like, trying to get them to appreciate like the value of money. They're so young, so they're not going to quite get it yet. But for them, like, obviously, they're lucky. We don't spoil them, but they kind of have got everything they need, and I enjoy giving it to them because yeah. I can. You know, not everything, but, you know, they've got a bike, they've got a scooter, they've yeah. got nice things that I didn't have. And then it's now teaching them money doesn't grow on trees and everything that you have, yeah. we've worked hard for, your dad's worked really hard for, and you've got because, you know, because we're able to give it to you, but you need to go and do this yourself one day. So 
I think there's a fine line and you just have to, it's yeah. quite hard. I think when they're that young, it's hard for them to really understand. It's a tough balance, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you want to give your children everything. Yeah. But at the same point, if you give them everything, technically they're spoiled and then yeah. they have no value of money and what yeah, things exactly. are worth. And Can I have £10 for V-Bucks? No, you bloody can't. <laughs> £10 for V-Bucks. So what do you know what £10 is? What can you buy with £10? You can go and buy that T-shirt by Nike that you like or you can go and buy a stupid Fortnite skin that your character is going to wear for a couple of days, then you get bored and you want a different skin. Do you understand? Yeah, no, you don't. Bloody game does my head in. Right, I, luckily, uh, my girls aren't oh, into that. Yeah, you've got girls. Yeah, Boys, girls, I'm yeah. telling you now, Fortnite can just do one. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the game blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so lucky they're not into that. So lucky I'm not into that. Um, but it is, um, it is scary, like you say, now... Like say a tenner for a, a character on a computer game, yeah, like, virtual, just easy to buy like thing. that, yeah. Um, and moving forwards, it's nice to know that you can educate your children on yeah. the value of money. I hope. Um, oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, um, but I'm I know sure. Ollie. Ollie's savvy as well. Uh, yeah. You know, your husband is. Ollie is you know, tight. He's a tight ass. So he's like he teaches them how to spend nothing. Yeah. He tries to teach them about um, what's a commodity and what's a... Oh, God, I've forgotten the words he uses now. But he's like, yeah. what's a this and what's a that? That's something that... Yeah. yeah. So the kids the kids answer now and they're like, that's this, that's that. <laughs> yes, Dad. <laughs> yeah, he if, if they listen to him, they'll be millionaires by the time they're like 30. Yeah. But listen to me, they'll be skin. <laughs> they'll have just nice cars. Mum just said, buy a nice Mom car. Mum said I could have a car. That's yeah. what she did at 17. <laughs> My youngest, he's always telling me that when he yeah when he starts to drive his first car, will probably be a Lamborghini. So I'm like, cool. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. Well, get a job then. Yeah. You'll be the coolest grandma going around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Wicked. Well, I just want to say a, a massive thank you uh, for taking your time out. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I've had a load of fun. We've rattled on for 50 minutes. So, yeah, that's not yeah, bad, is it? That's good. That's quite a um, lot to talk about. <laughs> hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. Um, hopefully Emma... Again, if you're thinking about modelling, has probably given you a bit more of an insight into it. Um, the balance of being a mum yeah, and kind of absolutely as well. Um, like I just want to say as well, people come to me all the time, message me about oh my daughter or my niece or my friend's daughter wants to be modelling. Have I got any advice? So I'm just going to cover that quickly. Yeah, because the industries have changed so much. It's very hard for me to give. Like the only advice I can give you, and honestly, this is a hundred percent true. If you're looking at joining an agency with your child or your teenager or whatever, if you go somewhere and they're asking you to spend money to join, then you don't join because a legit fashion agency, and I'm talking about fashion agencies here, like young, like child models and stuff like that. There's a lot of online agencies now. They don't even have an office and some of them might have like a £10 joining fee because they put you on their website. I would still avoid them because if you've got what it takes, you'll be able to join like a proper agency. So... So somewhere like Premier Models, which is used to be Elite Premier, Models One, Select, Storm, all of those guys, they're still around. If you go to them, if you go to them, they will not ask you for a joining fee. You don't pay for a portfolio because you're wow. when you start modeling, you um like for me, I was a new face, so I went into the new face section. I would then be sent on a photo shoot with a real like big up and coming amazing fashion photographer who would do a test shoot with me. Yeah. So I'd get all the pictures for free for my portfolio for yeah. that particular look that he was doing and he'd have me for free and it would be in his photography portfolio. And these yeah. photographers, they're not just like some shit backstreet, like they're proper, yeah. like they're already doing shoots for like Vogue and Elle magazine. So, oh, okay. but you don't pay that's yeah. how it works. That's how you build your portfolio up before you start working. So don't ever hand over hundreds of pounds to to a fashion agency that okay. claim that that's what you need to do for a portfolio because you really don't do it. Just Brilliant. don't do it. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. 
There you go. I would have not known that. A lot of people don't. Definitely we even did it. <laughs> we did. My mum paid like two hundred pounds when I was fourteen to some somewhere in Tunbridge Wells. We went up on a train. Yeah. Came out all excited. My mum, bless her, who had no money, had spent two hundred pounds on this alleged portfolio that we yeah. were going to do. And then, like a couple of days later, this tiny little office that we'd gone to visit. Yeah. Had gone. So oh, no. you know, and that's wow. just how what people do. Yeah. So we learned the hard way first as well. Cool. Good advice. Just, you, you know, good old yellow pages. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, Google, Google what? <laughs> so if you've enjoyed it, drop us a like, drop us a comment. Um, give us some love. TV's gone off. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. And I just want to say, again, remember it's not just the sport, it's a way of life. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's chat, have any questions or feedback for us, or would like to be on one of our podcasts, Leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life.